All right, guys. So this is episode three of my podcast, Out with the Old, In with the New, In the Closet with Shasta Eve. And tonight I want to talk about how it's been the past couple days. (laughs) It's genuinely been a few days of discovering who Shasta is. And I feel like that's the topic I need to share because I don't, it's so real and it's, that's obviously what I've, that's the theme of why I'm doing this is to be, you know, just really organic about what's happening in my life and what I'm going through in this healing journey. And so I try and make sure that when I'm going to do a podcast that I have, like, there's some podcasts that I'll produce that are going to be not so pretty. (laughs) They will not have, they will have a lot of tears and probably just be a little too, too deep, but I like too deep. Um, it keeps us humble and it keeps us, keeps us taking that mask off, which is a huge part of this healing journey for me. So yeah, I want to keep making sure that when there's a theme going on in my healing journey, you know, like days consecutive, something is significantly going on in me. I want to make sure to share that. And then I want to tie it into kind of what I'm discovering, you know, because I feel like we need to hear people's stories, but also have like a little bit of insight on how to maybe get there ourselves. I mean, at least for me, when I hear other people's podcasts or I watch a TikTok video or something, there's, it's always helpful to kind of be like, okay, well, how did you get there? You know, like, what are you doing? That's getting you to that place in your healing. So I want to start by saying that two nights ago, I was watching, um, I was watching a video on Facebook, I think it was Facebook, yeah, and it was of this this person and his dog, and he was playing his guitar for his dog, and I was, like, taken back by the fact that I'm realizing that things I've been attracted to, let's say men, um, clothing, music, food, (laughs) I don't know, whatever it is, honestly, I'm not too sure that in the past, like, however many years, I can't even tell you, I would say, um, almost since the day that I met the person I chose to marry, I, I don't really know if I have been enjoying much of anything that I actually enjoyed. Now that's for a multitude of reasons. You know, we kind of sometimes when we get in new relationships, it's like, Ooh, you know, I like what you like, or yeah, well, I like this, but you like that. So maybe I'll try that. And then we're like, hmm, do we like that? Cause we're connecting with that person, you know? So there might be a little bit of that that is performative, you know, and then we kind of adapt other people's lifestyles, especially if we start to live with them. But for me, that started super young. 
So the other night when I saw that video and I was realizing that my attraction to things has been so modified over the past few years and I had this flutter in my heart and I thought, holy shit, like I am realizing that I really need to remember what I like. I need to remember that there are parts of me that I silenced for a long time. There are parts of me that I was trying to find and thought that I found those parts of me in different situations and different scenarios or choices I was making in my life. I thought that I was like, yeah, I'm growing, you know, I'm having new experiences. They might be experiences that I shouldn't be doing because my morals are being in question, but hey, like I'm living, I'm, I'm discovering, you know, there were times when I went to Vegas and rode Lamborghinis and <clears throat> I've used that as, a, as an example, talking to people a few times, talking about like my healing journey. And I was like, oh my God, I never thought that I'd love the city life. Oh, I love this city. Oh my God. I love fast cars, which I do. But it was like, I was constantly, I was putting on a mask because it made sense for the life I was living. Like it, I didn't necessarily like everything that I was doing. I was just on a high because it adapted to the person I was with. It also adapted to like this narrative that Shasta, you never got to have fun. You got pregnant at 16. You never got to have a life. So live, which is just effing ridiculous, right? Because that, that implies that we can do whatever we want because we never got to do it before. <laughs> no, no, there, I mean, it, that pertains to some things, but the point that I'm trying to make is that in all of the things that I have experienced over the past years, I can look back on a lot of things and go, I'm glad that I did that. Like, I'm really glad that I experienced that. And even though it wasn't Shasta or things that I really liked, I'm glad that I did it because you only live one time and I'm glad that I experienced those things. They also helped teach me a lot of things. But in all that time of making all these memories and experiencing different stuff, I went through a lot of trauma and then I went through more trauma and more intensity that, you know, I had so much shame and then I built a grave for myself when, and I've mentioned that before, and I, I made that grave for my body just to lay in it and because I felt so much shame that I feel like I didn't deserve to, like, be the real Shasta. I didn't feel like I deserved healing, you know? And I, I'm guessing that, you know, I know for a fact that there's a lot of people that, that get to that point where you just don't feel like you are worthy of even knowing who you are, because why would you want to know who you are? Look who you are right now. Ew, like gross. And I, so I had so much shame that I could not see myself anymore. And I have looked back, I've even, the kids and I have looked at these pictures of me. <clears throat> I've looked back at pictures of myself when I was living a life that was so far from the life that really, really, really 
that, that gave my life any purpose. And those pictures of me, like, what the hell? (laughs) I was like aging. I was aging. And I didn't, I remember a certain point when I looked in the mirror and I had just dyed my hair red. And because me and my ex-husband were supposed to stream on Twitch and he wanted me to have red hair and I always wanted to have really bright hair. And so we kind of went with this like, you know, sexy look. And I remember at one point I looked in the mirror and I was like, yuck, (laughs) like, why do I look so old? And I'm saying all that to say that over time, you can genuinely live a life that you may, like, you just don't, really don't know that you're hidden somewhere deep inside. But you've been people-pleasing for so long and trying to understand who you are for so long because your childhood really sucked. Growing up really sucked. And you, you missed that part of growing when you grew up. You... You just kind of grew up and maybe you had circumstances that made you grow up faster and then you kind of went through life experiencing different events that caused you to forget more of like maybe your roots of who you are and what you really like and desire and what you dreamed of, the life you dreamed of having and then you just end up in a place where I ended up where I couldn't recognize myself and that is super cliche but my kids will tell you that I was not recognizable. I just wasn't. And so once I started this journey of like doing work on my inner self and discovering Shasta and just like really, really, really getting honest with myself, I, I felt like I've had a lot of nostalgia pop up, you know, in this past few months. <clears throat> you know, that nostalgia where you smell something and you're like, oh my God, that reminds me of home. Or that reminds me of my grandma's house when I was, you know, visiting her and I felt so safe or, oh my gosh, that sound, like, what is that sound? Or you just wake up and the sun hits you just right from the window. Or maybe it's the day you wake up and it's cloudy outside and it just takes you back. Well, I, I kind of kept asking myself, why... Why am I having such nostalgia pop up constantly in this healing process? And I truly feel like, for me, I believe in God. So for me, I feel like God, the universe, you know, whatever you believe is like a higher power than you. Or maybe you believe it's yourself. I don't know. But the reason that I started to feel those feelings of nostalgia so strong was because I need to go back to my roots. And the reason for that is that I felt like if I could go back to my roots, I felt like God wanted to show me, remind me that where I come from, even though there's a lot of pain in my entire upbringing, but where I come from molded a lot of the desires in my heart for the things that I genuinely want, the things that Shasta desires. Growing up, I had a lot of incredible moments where through the darkness, there was like these things, these hope 
things, people that surrounded my life, significant people that if you hear my podcast, you know exactly who you are. You surrounded me and my mom and you gave up me hope and you gave me these glimpses of what marriage should look like or what family should look like or, you know, and I just, I had so much passion even as a little girl that I would gather so much information, good and bad. But I felt like I was returning to a place in this healing process of feeling these things that this nostalgia that was causing me to remember what I like. And in that, I've began to wake up. And you know, I've, I've said in my previous podcast that I wake up with a lot of anxiety, tormenting, debilitating anxiety, worry, fears just start flooding my mind. And it's really, really hard to get up out of bed sometimes because of it. But I'm noticing that as I start to heal, and I start to break cycles, I'm feeling Shasta. And I was telling a friend of mine today, a good friend of mine, he's known me since I was really young, and he's going through his own journey, but I was telling him like, dang, I'm falling in love with myself. (laughs) Like, this girl's cool. And I mean that. It's not that I'm, you know, it's not that I'm like, getting conceited or egotistical or, you know, using it as another mask. I am hearing the the voice of my identity because what, what I'm doing is I'm taking out the lies. While I'm healing, I am literally writing down. I have in my notebook right now an entire list of lies that have been in my brain. And I am consciously taking those lies and I'm exercising, replacing them with truth. If I have to speak it over myself, I literally have a recording that I'll, man, it's so vulnerable, but I was on a walk and I started speaking life over myself out loud. And these are the moments I get all choked up, but it's so true. There's been so much hardship in my life and so much guilt and shame that finally I'm breaking through the barriers of those cycles and I'm breaking through the hard stuff and I'm not repeating cycles. And even though every day mm, there are things that come against me on levels that I just can't, can't explain right now, but for me to be able to think that I'm even worthy of a walk, to think I'm even worthy of saying, Shasta, you're a good mom. Shasta, you're on the right path. Shasta, you're smart. Shasta, you're beautiful. Shasta, you're, you are strong. You're honest. You're genuine. You're beautiful. You're doing it. Good job, Shasta. Like for me to cheer myself on like that or to even feel vulnerable enough to tell people that I've done that, it's just taking off one more mask. And it's working. It's working. And that's the thing that I need people to understand is that this isn't some show. This isn't my podcast is not to just talk about my ex-husband. My podcast is not about my marriage. My podcast is not just about one thing. It's not just about narcissists. It's not just about trauma. It is about healing. It's about 
somebody's testimony that is so real and so raw. And it's about using my voice to heal, to continue the healing in my journey, but to also just, just like vocalize the honestness about it. You know, the, the, the genuine, the, the authenticity of it all, the, the scary stuff, the good stuff, like there's a tax on that process every day for me. And I'm having to purpose my moments and purpose my words and purpose my relationships. And it's freaking hard, but I'm doing it and it's paying off. You know, I, I have some people in my life that have said, Oh, and you know, I have hurt these individuals and they've you know seen my life and it has hurt them you know what like (laughs) these are the moments where I'm like oh my god I'm not even gonna post this podcast but I am but you know a few of them being my kids um it's hard for them because there's doubt there's doubt there's that you know they've been hurt people have been hurt by my my choices and while healing you know there's going to be those doubts that that are on the sidelines and there are going to be words that are said that sting and that hurt and that make me feel like shit you know and like no one's ever going to really see me you know and then I go back to that place of like I need to people please you know oh shoot maybe I should be doing this maybe I shouldn't do the podcast because it's like someone's gonna think I'm fake or you know there's just gonna be all the worry 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 doubt 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 self evaluation to the most damaging uh, level but when I heard these side line things this is the biggest like victory for me instead of repeating the cycle of defense or fear or anxiety or like this this hole that that puts me in because of how I've been wired my whole life I had I chose I chose to purpose my thoughts I understood the sideline stuff. You know, I got it. But I still chose to know the truth. And if we can do that in our life, no matter how bad we've hurt people, no matter how hard, harsh we've been, no matter how hard we've been on ourselves or anybody in our path growing up in our whole entire lives, we can sit around and hate ourselves for the things that we've done and the people we've hurt. But you are worth more than that abuse. But because we've been taught for so long that we deserve that abuse, that we're not worthy of breakthrough, we're not worthy of even moving higher than the people we've hurt. Like we feel like we had to beat ourselves up for the rest of our lives. We feel like that because that's what we've been conditioned to. And it's bullshit. And I am learning that I'm worth having boundaries, that in this process of 
like putting up boundaries to people in my life or how in relationships, putting boundaries up towards to the lies and saying, here, here's the line you may not cross in my mind. I speak against the lies. This is the truth about my, my identity. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Doing all of that is leading me into a natural state of confidence and freedom within myself. I am now starting to understand Shasta. And that is the, that is the core of all of it. If we can get to the point where we see ourselves as number one in our life, that's not selfish. <laughs> that is the key to being able to have healthy relationships, to be a healthy parent, to be a healthy lover, to be a healthy future self, <clears throat> to be productive, to live financially stable lives. You know, there's a lot to live without anxiety, to live with peace. That starts with the very core of who we are, right? I mean, nobody could tell me that it starts anywhere else. Like, I I know that a lot of people think, well, you got to be rooted in God. you got to be rooted in your spirituality, and then, you know, you find yourself. Well, I know a lot of religion. I know a lot of spirituality. But for me personally, my journey right now is just really raw. It's really messy. It's really just laid out on the floor in my closet, quite literally. (laughs) And just loving me. Just choosing Shasta, that I am enough, is making so many other things make sense. And I... The day that a lot of sideline attacks were coming at my brain and my character... I heard someone I respect very much in my church say, there are people right now who you're trying to rebuild your life and you feel like you've hit a hornet's nest and busted open. And you're you're just building this, this new fortress around your life, making your life better. And the hornet's nest has bust open around you. And you feel these stings. And it hurts. But I'm here to tell you that you're doing everything right. And that just hit. It just hit. It was just like so good. Because that happens. I don't care what you believe in this life. There's attacks all the time on who we are. Every person. Even if you have a great marriage. You've got a great family. You've got a career. You've got like, you're all set up. You have days where you want to throw in the towel. Why? Because you're an incredible human being that has such a powerful calling. Whether it's being the mom, the wife, the career woman or man, whatever you're doing in your life, you have a purpose. And so you're going to have attacks. And some attacks are worse than others. We're all raised different. We're all brought up different, making different decisions. But what I am, the whole, the whole core of this podcast is to talk about taking off all the masks and discovering, releasing the lies, getting out of that prison in your brain, 
and hearing truth and seeing your true identity. And I'm talking in a powerful way, not just like, ooh, I am going to be a singer when I grow up. Ooh, I want to, I want to, I want to do X, Y, Z because that's just like, ooh, I'm so passionate about it. I'm not talking about that bad stuff. I'm talking about discovering your identity, your worth, your, like just feeling okay, being alone with you. That is an incredible place to start from. And it's only just begun for me. I've had a couple days now. I make sure that I'm getting outside every single day right now. Um, like taking that time for exercise. And each time that I've done it, I feel like I'm hearing. <laughs> sounds silly, but. I'm like hearing myself when I was younger. I'm remembering what kind of man I wanted to spend my life with. And I'm remembering what kind of clothes I like to wear. What's my style? I was married to someone who wouldn't let me wear hoodies. Wouldn't let me cut my hair. Didn't want me to dye it any other color than what he said, which was mainly black. For a long time, I've molded my likes and stuff to, and even my schedule, how my schedule should look, how my life should look. It's all been, it's all been fixated on what somebody else said it should be like. All of it. And I'm remembering things that, oh, when I remember them, they melt me. They're like, I'm like, oh my God, woof, that's exciting. I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh my God, I actually like that. Shasta, you just, you just noticed that you like that. And it's, it's a big deal, you guys. It's a big deal. And I think that, like, part of me feels so silly, you know, but it's so deep. There's nothing about that that's surface. It's so deep and it's just so genuine. I think there's a lot of people who feel like that. Like they don't don't remember what they genuinely like. I can't tell you how many friends I have that are married that are like, that have told me in confidence like, yep, yeah, this decision caught up with me. That sucks. Why? Because we don't have a clear picture of our identity. We have to get there. We have to... We have to be real in our lives. We have to take off the masks. We have to take off the coping mechanisms. And I'm just going to, I'll just say this. I'll, I'll say this <clears throat> on a genuine note. Like, I have so many coping mechanisms because of, you know, because of my life. And... I have written them down. I have acknowledged them. Relationships. Relationships are really tough for me. Because people are the way that I have met my unhealthy needs. So I'm learning to put up boundaries. And I'm learning to listen to red flags. Now that is something that is so difficult because 
again, I'm having to tell myself that I'm worth that. But I realize that when I am noticing red flags with people in my life, whether it's like an intimate relationship, whether it's my kids, my, my family, whatever it is, friends, red flags or things that just don't sit well with me, I'll see them, I'll feel them. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That's you, Shasta. You, that's that's on you. You're feeling that because you're messed up. You're feeling that because you have a bad gauge. You don't make good decisions. So so just like ignore it. Ignore that thought. Ignore that red flag. Ignore those boundaries. Because you aren't capable of knowing what you want anyway. So maybe it's your issue. And I, oh God, I've been doing that my whole life. When I tried to have boundaries because I was learning in school ministry or I was like, you know, just being coached by people, important people in my life, they would talk about boundaries. And so I try and set them. And then Brian, my ex-husband, for example, would say that that was controlling that having boundaries with him was putting up walls in our relationship and trying to control it. And I'm listening to the church and I'm, I'm, what's my problem? What, what's worse? This is unnecessary. Stop being controlling. And so it wasn't just him. I mean, in my life, like it's been hard to put up boundaries because those boundaries have always been crossed and broken and destroyed and walked over. And so I have become wired to think that I'm the problem. Well, mm -mm, not anymore. (laughs) I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I am done letting the lie in my head tell me that It's when I see a red flag or I don't like something, it makes me feel uneasy or it's not right for me. If that lie tries to tell me that I am at fault, that that's because I'm weird, that that there's something wrong with me. Yeah, we're going to have to just, we're going to have to delete and replace with the truth, which is. I am a badass woman who has gone through a lot of shit, is messy, is imperfect, and who's healing and learning that she deserves the best in this life. And I won't settle anymore. And that's hard. That's hard because settling has made me comfortable. Settling has has kept the pain out and you can't live your life like that. And I want to be real and I want to heal and I want to help people and I want my kids to see me grow. And not be the same person that I've been. And 
And so I'm learning. I'm learning to discover the beauty that is myself. And it's one of the most impactful parts of my healing journey. And I want other people to, to know that all you have to do... All you have to do is start writing down the lies that you believe in your mind about yourself. About your life. And write them down. And then you write the opposite. And you claim the opposite, which is the truth. And you choose every day to look at yourself. And to say, even if you don't feel it, I am worthy. I am loved, I am safe, and I am amazing, just the way that I am. And magic will happen. (laughs) This doesn't look very magical, but it is. Even for me to, you know, even for me to just express exactly what I'm feeling and not not cover it up or not, you know, this is a huge deal. And I want other people to experience that as well. And this is this is a it's not it's not about and I've already said this but it it, it, nothing that I'm doing is about one thing. I'm just going to share my journey. And and I hope that that's perceived through the words that I use, the expressions that I give, and just that that's what everyone's feeling. And I, I invite the feedback on my podcast as well. Um, it's a big time in my life, and I even have my daughter who has really been my... Bleh, there's the tears again. <laughs> Who's been my cheerleader? Because you know, when we don't know who we are as parents, and we come from a wounded background, and we blame ourselves so much, and we're like still trying to figure it out, and when you start to heal, you know, you're really, you have to see the stuff, the the wake of your decisions. But this girl, my daughter has stood by my side and she's rooted for me. And we were talking yesterday and she said she'd love to be on the podcast and share her side of the abuse that she's been through. And that hit me too. Like how incredible that my daughter was like, in the generation she grows up in, you know, she's looking at me and she's, she's seen so much and she watches and she listens and she feels everything too. And for her to say, mom, like, I'm really proud of you. And I would love to tell my story. So we're going to have like a time where we get really vulnerable. We won't even plan much ahead, but we're going to do notes and and I'll ask her questions and then she can answer and it'll be a mother daughter moment and probably shed some tears. <laughs> and 
and my other kids will listen to the podcast podcast. Oh Lord. Um, too. And, you know, and it's a process with all my kids. It's a process with them seeing their mom in this season and not knowing if it's going to last or not knowing if this is just BS and it's just a journey. It's a journey. So if you have any questions for me and you want to ask, you know, some personal stuff and you want me to answer it or talk about it or, you know, whatever, I'm going to share a lot of my story. I'm going to share basically my full testimony as I progress through my podcast, just so you guys know who I am. And, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine today. I've already mentioned that, but we were talking and he brought up how he said, you know, you've been talking about narcissism and stuff like that. And after hearing some extensive details of what I went through in the past, he was like, you know, you were talking about narcissism and explaining some things about the actual title, you know, and what you've experienced, but now I get it. And so my kids listen to the podcast, so there's some things I have to kind of like um, PG or <laughs> band-aid a little bit. <laughs> um, but I really want to share the stuff that helps people understand that I'm not coming from an uneducated place. I'm not coming from a place of least experience. I'm coming from a place where I've experienced so much that I've become so passionate about making sure that other people don't ever have to go through it. So those things are going to come up as well. And I'm going to share details about my life respectfully because there are people who will probably listen to my podcast that are involved in those things. So, but all that to say, I appreciate anyone who listens to me talk while I'm in my closet and express this stuff to you. It means a lot, and I hope that I'm able to help, and let's just keep getting better at being a human, (laughs) and keep learning to love ourselves. So, until the next episode, I hope that y'all have an incredible night and day, and whatever it is for you, and we'll talk in my closet next time. (laughs) I love it. I'm all in the closet. It's just so good. Okay, on that note, goodbye.